48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm out as well. The headlines. Carrie Lam accuses some people of feeding school children false and biased information. Local journalists expressed extreme anger at the police's handling of reporters during last night's protests. And Wuhan reports its first cluster of coronavirus infections in a month. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has accused people of spreading false and biased information in schools by infiltrating subjects such as such as liberal studies, which critics have blamed for radicalizing students during last year's anti-extradition protests, Priscilla Ng reports. In an exclusive interview with the pro-Beijing Ta Kong Pao, the chief executive said the government would announce this year how it would manage the teaching of such controversial subjects such as liberal studies. She said education mustn't be left unregulated, and apart from the Education Bureau, school sponsoring bodies and management must also serve as gatekeepers when problems arise. In the wide-ranging interview, Mrs. Lam also hit out at the ongoing filibustering in Lechko and said nothing concrete was coming from the district councils, which are mostly controlled by pan-Democrats. She also said her government was in talks with mainland and Macau authorities to try and lift some of the traveling restrictions in the region. She said she hoped to have an agreement by the end of the month to allow frequent cross-border travelers to move around different cities without having to undergo quarantine. The chairman of Hong Kong Journalists Association, Chris Young, has expressed extreme anger at the way media was treated by the police during protests in Mongkok last night, saying the officers were insulting not just the reporters, but the entire profession. Footage showed some people wearing media vests being ordered to kneel down and stop filming the events. Mr. Young said police should have valid reasons when intercepting reporters, but not indiscriminately check dozens of them at the same time. First, it is an extremely serious and very bad case last night, during which police have all sorts of abuses towards reporters, verbal abuses, and uh, in some cases, reporters uh, suffer from being uh, sprayed by public spray and uh, were denied of immediate treatment. A medical expert has played down concerns that users of the government's free reusable masks can accidentally inhale copper particles from its filter. The official spearheading the scheme, the Secretary for Innovation and Technology, Alfred Sitt, says he's checking with suppliers about the concerns but stressed that masks have gone through repeated tests. Hong Kong Post has said it will start delivering the masks in the next couple of days. A respiratory medicines expert from the Medical Association, Lan Chi Chu, said he believed the masks had longer had larger copper particles that wouldn't be inhaled, but he questioned their efficacy. They appear to be using uh, larger copper particles, a lot of the lano particles, and uh, the filters within the mask will be able to filter all of these uh, larger copper particles. The problem is with the larger copper particles, the contact area will be substantially reduced. That may put a question mark on the actual efficiency of the, these copper particles in activating the viruses. The Hong Kong Federation of Restaurants says business surged by around 70% yesterday as people dined out to celebrate Mother's Day. But Chairman Simon Wong says this was still down around 20% compared to the same period last year. He says the government allowing public gatherings to increase to eight people came just in time to help boost business. The relaxation of the social distancing order was only made on May 5th. And before that, the bookings were very 
Very little. We might only have about 20 to 30 percent of the bookings before that day. But afterwards, after the announcement, there has been a rush in making the bookings. And so within the two or three days' time, the bookings have jumped to almost full house. And for some customers that cannot make the bookings, they have to delay the celebration to other days. Lawmakers have approved an extra $10 billion for the MTR's Shatin to Central Link project. The item will now go to Electrical's Finance Committee for further scrutiny. The project has been dogged by cost overruns, delays and shoddy work scandals. More than $80 billion of public money have already been approved to fund the link, which will see the East Rail, East Rail Line extending across the harbour from Hong Kong to Admiralty. The mainland city of Wuhan has reported a small cluster of new locally transmitted cases, the highest number in the city since the coronavirus pandemic was declared. Wuhan was the epicentre of the outbreak. Here's the BBC's Robin Brandt. Wuhan has been open to the world for just over a month now, with several days of no new cases. But a spike has been reported, which is believed to centre around an 89-year-old man who first fell ill with the virus back in March. The five new cases are the highest number of new ones there since March the 11th. China has reported 17 new cases in total for the last 24 hours. Seven of those were imported, involving travellers from abroad. Children in New South Wales, Australia's most popular state, are beginning a gradual return to school as the country starts to relax coronavirus restrictions. Here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. Under a cautious plan, children in New South Wales are heading back to school for one day a week. Full-time classes could resume by the end of the month as COVID-19 restrictions are gradually wound back. Queensland has also started a staggered return to school. But officials in the Australian state of Victoria have been urging pupils to stay at home. Federal health authorities have insisted it was safe for students and staff to go back to the classroom. The U.S. Vice President Mike Pence has begun self-isolating after an aide was diagnosed with the coronavirus. His press secretary, Katie Miller, tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday. Here's the BBC's Sophie Glass-Ryan. The coronavirus has struck at the heart of the U.S. administration. Ms Miller's diagnosis on Friday makes her the second White House staff member to become infected after one of President Trump's valets tested positive for COVID-19 on Wednesday. Mike Pence's decision to self-isolate comes after three other top officials leading the government's coronavirus response also took similar protective steps. An administration official said that Mr Pence had repeatedly tested negative for COVID-19 since his exposure and that he plans to be at the White House on Monday. France and Spain are among a number of European countries which have begun to lift many of their coronavirus restrictions. In Spain, the easing will apply only in some regions where people will be able to meet family or friends in gatherings of up to 10. Bars and shops can open at reduced capacity, but there will be no easing elsewhere, including in the worst-hit cities, Madrid and Barcelona. Britain has become the latest country to announce a gradual relaxation of some of its coronavirus restrictions, but the changes only apply to England. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson said people would be actively encouraged to return to their workplaces and limits on outdoor exercise would be lifted as long as social distancing was maintained. You can sit in the sun in your local park, you can drive to other destinations, you can even play sports only with members of your own household. You must obey the rules on social distancing and to enforce those rules we will increase the fines for the small minority 
who break them. The spread of coronavirus infections seemed to have accelerated in Germany just days after the country announced it would ease some of its restrictions. The latest figures coincide with concerns about people gathering in crowds in the spring weather. Here's the BBC's Damien McGuinness. The reproduction rate has risen to 1.1. That means that 10 people will pass the virus on to 11 more. To keep the pandemic in check, the rate should be below 1. This figure, though, is an estimate, and it does vary a lot from day to day, so officials warn against interpreting too much into short-term changes. If the virus is spreading more rapidly, some restrictions could be reimposed. At the same time, though, the daily death toll in Germany is the lowest it's been in more than a month. Fewer than 40 people here died of COVID-19 yesterday. In other large European countries, the daily death rate has at times risen to almost a 1,000. To other news, unofficial reports from Iran suggest an Iranian naval vessel has fired at another by mistake, killing as many as 30 sailors. Dozens are said to be either injured or missing. The BBC's Stephen Jensen reports. According to the semi-official Fars news agency, the Iranian navy is saying one person was killed and several injured during a naval exercise. But reports from many unofficial sources suggest many more may have been killed when a Navy frigate of the Revolutionary Guards mistakenly fired on and sank a smaller vessel close to the entrance to the Strait of Hormuz. The reports say the frigate was testing a new ship-to-ship missile, which it's said to have fired prematurely. Such an incident would be highly embarrassing to the Revolutionary Guards. Business and financial news, the governor of New York, the American state was hit by coronavirus, says he expects tax revenue to fall by more than 60 billion U.S. dollars from next year to 2024. Andrew Cuomo said without federal support, the losses would devastate schools, transport and social services. Meanwhile, the U.S. US Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin warned that up to a quarter of the working population could lose their jobs, although he believed there'd be a strong recovery. Unlike the Great Depression, where you had economic issues that led to this, we closed down the economy. So it's, it's, it wouldn't be a surprise if you closed down the economy that in half of the workforces, half the people didn't work. And, and that's why we're very focused on rebuilding this economy and getting it back to where it was. This is no fault of American business. This is no fault of American workers. This is a result of a virus. Colombia's national airline, Avianca, has filed for bankruptcy in a New York court. The the company's passenger operations had been grounded since March, reducing its revenues by over 80%. Saudi Arabia is suspending the cost of living allowance and raising the value-added tax threefold as part of measures aimed to shore up state finances, which have been battered by low oil prices and the coronavirus. Its finance minister says the measures taken are painful but necessary to help maintain financial and economic stability on the medium and long term. And a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,710, that's 480 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $57 billion. The US dollar is trading at 106.92 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 8 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 63 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung. English Premier League football clubs are meeting today with tensions mounting over the divisive project restart plan to finish the season amid the coronavirus pandemic. The league's hope for a restart in June could be dashed by an internal battle between clubs 
fiercely protecting their own interests. On Sunday, Brighton confirmed that a third player from the club had tested positive for COVID-19. Brighton are one of several clubs that have criticized the restart scheme and are against the idea of playing games at neutral venues. Crystal Palace chairman Steve Parrish says unless the Premier League can find a way to stage matches soon, it may be a very long time before top-flight football returns to the UK. Football is entirely unimportant in the context of the public health crisis and everything we do, that has to come first. But we're a business at the end of the day and we support jobs and taxes and the economy and we would be derelict in our duty if we didn't find a way to try and bring the game back. Now, it may prove beyond us. Obviously, we have huge challenges in order to get it back to complete this season, uh, but we're planning to do so and, and hopefully... We have the German example going on now. That could provide a blueprint for us. Hopefully we can manage to do it, but we have to see what the situation is at the time. Afghanistan's cricket board has banned its former player Shafiqullah for six years from all cricket-related activities. It comes after the wicketkeeper batsman pleaded guilty to four charges related to breaches of the board's anti-corruption code. The 30-year-old Shafiqullah has been playing for Afghanistan since 2009 but has not featured in an international game since September last year. To baseball, Mary Pratt who played for the Rockford Peaches in the All-American Girls Professional League, has died. She was 101. Pratt was a pitcher in the Women's League from 1943 to 47. The league was profiled in the 1992 movie A League of Their Own. She was believed to be the last surviving member of the original 1943 Peaches. Pratt taught physical education for 46 years and was a coach and referee in several sports. The retired NBA star Shaquille O'Neal believes the league should scrap the season amid the coronavirus pandemic. The Hall of Famer said focus should be placed on health and safety, and he urges people to stop saying the season is going to come back. Today marks two months since the NBA suspended operations due to the coronavirus. Teams and markets where stay-at-home orders have been lifted were allowed to open their practice facilities on Friday, but only two teams did so. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Carrie Lam accuses some people of feeding school children false and biased information. Local journalists express extreme anger at the police's handling of reporters during last night's protests. And Wuhan reports its first cluster of coronavirus infections in a month. And that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, this, Friday, on this Monday afternoon. It's just Monday and I'm already thinking about Friday. Monday the 11th of May is today's date. I hope you all had a, a nice weekend and a nice Mother's Day if you're celebrating yesterday. Many thanks also to Phil for the morning brew. We do have a, a busy, busy show for you. Just after half past one, we're going to be uh, talking a little bit more about the impact of COVID-19 on the blind and also uh, on international relief organizations. In fact, we'll be chatting with Laura Lee, the chief representative of Hong Kong and ASEAN from the NGO Fred Hollows Foundation. Now, uh, they are an NGO that focuses on treating and preventing blindness. And uh, Laura will be joining us just after half past one. And after two o'clock, we'll be chatting with fitness coach Nathan Solia once again and this time uh, we're going to be talking about the implications of reopening of gyms and also uh, fitness spaces in the city as uh, the ban has been lifted and, and uh, fitness centres and, and gyms uh, have been reopened and finally after 2.30 on this week's uh, Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long will be chatting with Briar Hickling from Linehouse Design about how interior design and sustainability can actually go hand in hand and uh, as usual, we want to hear from you. Uh, please get in touch with us if there's anything that tickles your fancy, if there's anything uh, that you've picked up on and you want to comment. Our email address is uh, 123show at rthk. 